Welcome to the Shannon Plan. This is episode 35. We are two weeks away from the NFL draft. We had initially decided to have four quarterbacks up through the draft. I made an executive decision, much to the chagrin of our producer, to axe one of the quarterbacks who we were going to cover. So today, we will cover North Dakota State's Trey Lance. I'm joined by Akash. Akash, how are you? I'm good, KP. Uh, Another day, another quarterback. Uh, We were, what, 16 days from the draft as we're recording this. And I can't get here soon enough. It cannot because, I mean, the takes are out of control. The takes are wild. The takes are not making sense. Not that they ever were. But we are going to try to make some sense about a certain quarterback, a quarterback that I am a big, big fan of. He's not my favorite quarterback in the NFL draft, but he, I believe, might have the highest ceiling and could very well end up being the best of the bunch. And, of course, it depends where he goes. But if you give that, if you give any other quarterback the Shanahan bump, you should give Trey Lance the Shanahan bump. So we're going to talk about him. Let's start with why things have been so quiet on Lance in general, and not just to the 49ers, but every team. So, you know, we're here, Zach Wilson, and he's pretty much a lock to go to the Jets. There's been more and more um, Justin Fields talk this past week or so. For a while there, it was just Mac Jones. You would think he was the only quarterback just aside from Zach Wilson because we don't even hear about Trevor Lawrence. But let's back to Trey Lance. Why do you think everything is so quiet on his front? Yeah, it seems like Trey Lance is kind of the forgotten one of the bunch. And partially because he only played one game this past season due to COVID. Uh, It was that exhibition game. So we really haven't seen much of Trey Lance since his 2019 season. Combine that with the fact that he played at North Dakota State, which is just a smaller program compared to, you know, where some of these other prospects played. And, And now all of a sudden, just the conversation around him is minimal. And, you know, last month when Kyle Shanahan met with the media, he sort of glanced over the question about Trey Lance. He, he seemed to like kind of avoid it or not want to talk about him. They obviously didn't go to his pro day or the first one that they had. And so I think just combining all that, it seems like the talk around Trey Lance has been really quiet, um, especially between all the mock drafts and everything. So the 49ers did not attend Trey Lance's pro day where he threw the ball very, very well and you could hear the ball whistling through the air, essentially. That's how strong of an arm he got. He did not run. So that, I mean, that didn't have lead anybody to questions. We've seen him run. We've seen him pull away from defenders. We know he's a big dude that can move. Um, a performance coach, Anthony Hopgood, said that Lance consistently runs in the four or fives. He told NFL Network that. And you had a little bit of a theory on why he did not run. What was that theory? we would think that Justin Fields and Trey Lance are the two best athletes in this quarterback class. Just forget their passing and just pure athletes. We think they're the, the best. And Justin Fields, as we know, at his, at his pro day, ran like a 4-4-4 or 4-4-3 uh, 40-yard dash, which he said is actually slower than what he expected. He expected to run in the 4-3s. And to me, what that said when Trey Lance didn't run is that he thought he was going to be a lot slower than that, or his time was going to be in the four fives, in the high four fives, low four sixes, which is still really, really good for a quarterback. But immediately that number is going to be compared to Justin Fields' number. And, you know, when at the, at the top of the class, every little thing is going to be nitpicked about these quarterbacks. And Trey Lance, to me, it seemed like he made a business decision not to run and to keep people guessing about what his 40 yard dash time would be. Uh, but on film, you know, he's fast. I don't think he's as twitchy or as quick as Justin Fields. Cause you, 
I think made, you know, pointed out to me that Justin Fields is like a four, four five guy. Like you could see it on tape. Trey Lance didn't look that fast to me on tape, but I think he's plenty fast for an NFL quarterback. Yeah, I think, and you mentioned the best athletes. I want to make sure that we throw Trevor Lawrence in here because he is a That's very true. special athlete as well. That's true. He's just like on another level unicorn that we, we kind of forget just don't about. Even con- yeah, just don't even consider right. him now. Yeah. Um, but no, Lawrence, Fields, and Lance, they are all just special athletes. I think when we talk about receivers running in the four threes, any quarterback that runs sub four six should be looked at like a unicorn in my eyes because that just doesn't happen. I imagine if we went down all of the starting NFL quarterbacks, we'd be on, you know, one hand on who runs faster than uh, sub four six. And, and Lance falls in that category, which is special because we've seen him run through guys and that just his rushing ability alone before we even get to his the, the strengths as far as you know arm strength or you know accuracy where to put the ball or where he can put the ball underneath like in the short game in the quick game that makes him special which is why for me if I'm Atlanta why how do you pass on him if Arthur Smith just did what he did with Ryan Tannehill and Matt Ryan let's say he has one year two years left uh, Lance would be special, but Lance would be special with Kyle Shanahan as well. And that's what we're going to talk about because um, at, he might actually, I do want to talk about this for whatever reason. And well, I mean, I know the reason why, but Lance is pegged as this guy who needs to sit. And I don't think that's the case at all. I think when I watch Lance, he needs to play more and he need, and by playing more, he'll learn how to play with better timing. He'll learn what he can and can't get away with. And just by throwing the ball more, he'll become naturally more accurate. Whenever I ask people, why do you think he has to play more? It's just an age thing. That's the only reason why we ignore the talent. We forget he was 18, 19 doing the things he did in 2019. And he did a lot of special, special things on the field where you just don't expect to see from a guy in his teens which is why I think he's closer to a prodigy. And I am very surprised that it has been so quiet on the field, on the Lance front, just because of how special of a player he is. And maybe it's his school as well. What do you think? Yeah. So you came, you come back to why do people think Trey Lance has to sit? And I think honestly, it's like a social media group think type of consensus where people just see, okay, 20 year old, he's only played in what, like 15, 16, 17 games. So he just needs to sit a year. And I agree with you. I don't think he needs to sit a year, given the fact that he played in a pro-style offense at North Dakota State. Um, he ran concepts similar to what Kyle Shanahan or an Arthur Smith uh, would run in the NFL. Um, we'll touch on this later, but he's all, he also has some experience with uh, maybe changing protections or doing things at the line of scrimmage, doing things at the line of scrimmage that other quarterbacks in this draft class did not. Those things translate. Uh, immediately into the NFL, right? I think that's the type of things that some of these other quarterback prospects will have to come into the NFL and learn. Stuff like that Trey Lance already has experience with, which is really impressive, um, and which also makes him a candidate here at the number three pick for the 49ers. Um, But I just think all the things you're hitting on um, makes him that much more attractive to the 49ers. Speaking of the front runners, so here are the odds for the next quarterback to be taken, QB3, essentially based on DraftKings. Mac Jones, minus 200, which means you are losing money by betting on Mac Jones. That's He's the odds-on favorite by a good margin, too. Justin Fields, plus 175. That number has gone down. If you are 
in if you have been watching that as this week has gone on. And then Trey Lance plus three twenty five. So he's a distant third. Still, like he's still good enough. You know, that's still a good wager. It my my opinion is that he's going to go in the top five. Like there's no doubt about it. He's probably going to go in the top four. He could go number three. Um, again, what? So when, let me ask you this: the percentage wise for the San Francisco's quarterback, where would you put Mac Jones on a percentage out of a hundred? Let's let's div- divvy this up between the three. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this sort of off the podcast. We texted back and forth about it. I would put Mac Jones at like 5%. I honestly, in my head, it's like a 0%, but you right. never say never with these type of things because just shit happens in the NFL. So I'm going to go like 5% for Mac Jones. And I would say Justin Fields at like 75% and then Trey Lance at like 25%. Um, and that's just me being confident in what my evaluation of Justin Fields, the player, and just what I think he could be in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Um, and I'm a little fanboy when it comes to Justin Fields, so it's a little biased. But I, I would go like 70% um, Fields, 5% Mac Jones, and, and 20% Trey Lance. So those percentages seem accurate to you. What would you change around if you were to give me your prediction? My initial read was that Lance was the guy, and I thought it was 60% Lance, and then I went down to 30% Fields, and then I went down to 10% Mac Jones. I have, obviously, we've received more information since then, you know, just with who's interested in who. I think Fields is a leader in the clubhouse. If anything, I would just do it like Vegas had. Like, he'd be minus 200. So I, I guess you could say 65% for Fields. You could say 30% for Lance. And then Mac Jones, because we're not going to count him out, we'll say 5%. If you watch Mac Jones, if you listen to Kyle Shanahan, you would have a very hard time coming uh, coming to the conclusion like that, you know, Mac Jones is who he wants. And again, this is not to talk down on Mac Jones because I think he is a good quarterback. I think he's going to win games in the NFL. He is not a player that you take at number three in the NFL draft. If you do, and we've seen coaches and teams do that, they don't last very long. And Kyle Shanahan, after mortgaging future first-round picks, I don't think he's going to do that. I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that. So let's talk about why we think Lance will both succeed and fail specifically in the 49ers scheme. Let's talk about the fail so we can end up on a positive note. What is your biggest hope <laughs> with Lance? Uh, his accuracy. And so typically when I just try to watch these guys, I, I will try not to look at the box score so that it doesn't affect kind of what I think of the player. Like if you, if you see a really good box score, then you're expecting something. Or if you see a really bad box score, like shades or adds bias, to what you'll expect. And when I was watching Trey Lance, it just seemed to me when you got outside of like 10 yards, his accuracy just seemed to slip. And maybe this is me, like you, you watch Justin Fields and then you watch a Mac Jones and then you watch a Trey Lance and there's like a stark difference uh, between those three guys. Um, and especially like the deep ball accuracy or on the move accuracy, I thought was not as good. And now to just hit you with some numbers, uh, friend of the pod, Derek Claussen, who does a great job uh, charting quarterbacks, uh, released his quantifying quarterbacks charts yesterday, I believe. And just looking at those numbers, he does something called true accuracy. So this isn't completion percentage. It 
takes into account ball placement, depth of target, all that kind of stuff. And Trey Lance's overall accuracy was 72%. And that's below the average of 75% of all the draftable quarterbacks. Um, his accuracy under pressure was 52%. And his accuracy outside the pocket was 68%. And all of those numbers, I believe, are below the average and were worse than Justin Fields and, and Mac Jones. So, And that was kind of evident watching him as well. And again, I'm not sure if it's mechanics related or just what it is, but it was evident that his receivers had to make some adjustments or the you know, balls were underthrown or slightly overthrown. And that would be my concern with him. And we've seen players in the NFL, Josh Allen is the biggest example that have consistently improved upon that. I just don't know if Trey Lance can improve in, in that area. And I think it's something Kyle Shanahan really, really values. I think my weaknesses will be tied into his strengths. So accuracy comes down to, for me, it comes down to him sort of aiming these throws. And I feel like the more he throws the ball, the more he'll be able to work that out. There are specific plays from Washington that come to mind where he might leave a will route to a running back short, where whereas if he throws that 10 more times, it just gets more, more, more reps, he'll be fine. Like, I don't have an issue with that. There are some mechanical issues where it seems like he's just kind of dropping his weight. And as he goes to throw, so his upper body is not married to his lower body. And that throws off his, his accuracy. And then, he's, as I said, he's just aiming the ball. And, and that really throws it off just as far as where he needs to be. So lack of anticipation, again, comes down to just playing more. And if he plays more, if he's repping, repping, repping in practice, repping, 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 getting game reps at game speed, I really don't think either any of this will be an issue because, again, he was a baby when he was playing. He was so green to the position sure. to be to be able to play at such a high level, despite having these, you know, there were throws that did look ugly. Like there were times where he would one hop a throw that was five yards away coming out of the backfield where you're like, geez, Lance, come on, man. But there are other throws where he is going drop backs, goes from one side of the field to the other. It is like he'll look at one like one route combination doesn't like what he sees has the awareness to go to the other side and hit it on time, which you will not really see from any other quarterback in this class. So that right there, just as we segue to strengths, that's why I think he will be a special player. And you mentioned about what he was able to do at the line of scrimmage. North Dakota state was pretty much as close to a pro style as, as far as asking their quarterback to change protections to, you know, change side adjustments, whatever it may be. And you could tell he was up there pointing things out to the line of scrimmage and they'd get into a different play and it would be the right play. I feel like that matters as well. He's up there changing plays and, and it was good. So I just feel like the more he plays, man, he's he's going to be a special player. I think he has a stronger arm than any other quarterback in the class. Like He throws a very, very good deep ball. It looks pretty. It's aesthetically beautiful. It is. And like he has a hose. He has a cannon. As I mentioned, he's making these – reads where he's on his third or fourth read he can do that because he can make throws that not many quarterbacks in the NFL to this day right now can make and again as a teenager we're doing projections and we talk about traits it's a traits league that alone is dangerous and then you have you cannot talk about Trey Lance without talking about first of all he's really good at the in the pocket so he doesn't drop his eyes at the side of a different color that matters especially for you know again again a guy so young but just his athletic ability in, when he's scrambling, when he's rushing, like as a true rusher, he was special. 
he averaged seven and a, almost seven and a half yards per carry, and that's just with excluding sacks. So he rushed for over 1,100 yards. Um, he had 33 of those. He had 156 attempts per Sports Info Solutions, and 33 of those were scrambles. So he's not looking to run. He keeps his eyes up, and that that kind of ties hand in hand with that. Again, I mean, footwork can be fixed. His release can be fixed. You know, you can speed him up a little bit if you want to. But there, there's just so much to like as a football player that I think Kyle Shanahan would want to mold him into the quarterback that he can be because he is so young. You know, he's going to be playing from under center. He's going to be using a lot of play action. He's comfortable throwing on the run, turning his back to the defense, recognizing what the defense is doing so he can throw the ball down the field. Uh, there, There is so much to like with him. It's almost – I mean, if if not for Justin Fields, if not for Trevor Lawrence, I would have no issue having him as the top quarterback in this draft. And I probably like him over some of the other guys that went higher as well. So uh, let, let's get into to some con- – or no, you actually tell me why you like Trey Lance or like why you <laughs> think Trey Lance would be successful at the next level. It's his physical traits. I mean, how often do you get a guy that's like 6'4", 240, can run in the four fives, has an absolute cannon, um, played in a, a, you know, a pro-style offense, has the experience working under center, doing some of the common, you know, play action concepts. Like it, it's not often that this package, uh, you know, is packaged together and comes in the draft every year. So when Kyle Shanahan says, hey, we're looking for the biggest, strongest, fastest quarterback, he may not be the fastest, but he's the biggest and the strongest um, that'll be available to Kyle Shanahan at pick number three. And I think that's going to be the primary reason um, that he's – he's going to be successful in the NFL. And from what we've heard, it sounds like he's an extremely high character guy um, and just a hard worker and just all the things you'd look for in a franchise quarterback. So you combine high character guy with all the physical tools and you put him in a Kyle Shanahan offense, you would think the sky's the limit. And that's the thing with, with Trey Lance. So maybe one of the weaknesses that I should have brought up because on the surface, in 2018 or sorry, 2019 Lance threw 28 touchdowns with zero interceptions, which come on, like that's video game numbers yeah, right there. It is. But there were times where you would want him to pull the trigger and be a little bit more aggressive. And that's not the case. I think if we're comparing him and Justin Fields, who we feel like are the two front runners, that would be the difference where Fields would just let it rip, let it loose. And sometimes for the worst, but you want a game changer, a, a gunslinger mentality where Lance, you want a little more sense of urgency where, hey, he's open. Make that throw. Take that take that chance because we want to give your playmakers a chance uh, to make a play down the field. But, I mean, some some of his numbers just from, from running, like during the season he had a total of – his EPA per dropback was .4. So, like, he was doing a lot of damage. Under pressure, his, um, his quarterback rating – was 123.8 with no pressure it was 132.5 so there's not a lot of difference between uh, the two numbers, which tells you like he's even kill like he's he's poised for a guy who just hasn't played very much a uh, really really big fan of trey lance let's let's talk about some comps because the easy one josh allen uh, not small school but smaller school and raw coming out you know uh, josh allen just probably was even worse when it comes to accuracy and we see josh allen now kyle shanahan saw josh allen firsthand and that was a bloodbath and you just saw what josh allen did for the most of the season this past year 
But you saw incremental growth each year, and I think that's going to be the hope with Trey Lance. And we've seen the flashes, so he just needs to be consistent and just, again, keep playing so he can grow into Josh Allen. So I, I can see why people make that comp. I don't have one, but I don't think it's Josh Allen. What, who do, what do you think about the Josh Allen comp, and do you have a comp? Yeah, uh, so just just getting back to weaknesses, I was thinking about this as you were as you were talking there. One of the other things I saw, maybe you could speak to this a little bit, is sometimes it felt like he was going through his progressions a little too quick, and we see this with Garoppolo a little bit, where he goes from where he works through his progressions too quickly and doesn't let things develop sometimes. And I vividly remember one play where it's like a levels concept off of play action, and he's like on it's like a half field read. And there's a, a deep over route and that guy's running free in the end zone, but he chooses to go to like the check down instead when he's, you know, open. And I, I see, I saw that a few times and I wonder if that is just like, he's just, he's going through it too quickly. And again, I, I'm sure that's something that could be ironed out probably in the NFL, especially if he's with a coach like Kyle Shanahan or Arthur Smith. I was just thinking about other different comps and I Googled his combine. And Rob, this is right up your neck of the woods, our producer Rob, that is. So this quarterback came out of the draft. His draft class was 1999. He's 223 pounds. He ran a 4.64 in the 40. Um, just a big, strong dude that was known Donovan McNabb out of Syracuse. That just the like he's 223 pounds. As I said right around the same weight as uh, Trey Lance. Not the most explosive as far as vertical. Like he only jumped 33 inches. I feel like Trey Lance would probably run a better three cone than seven three and a short shuttle than four three eight. But that four six four, uh, as we said, just a little bit. Lance is a little bit more explosive than that. But just comp wise, stylistic wise, you could see where McNabb, like if like he was he was under control, he was always poised, and maybe that's who. I mean, obviously, maybe that's who. Of course, you want your rookie quarterback to grow into a Donovan freaking McNabb. But I mean, that I can see the similarities now that I'm piecing that together in my head. Uh, it, again, is there who do you think he needs to be if he's going to be drafted this high? Because Donovan McNabb was an early draft pick, if I remember right, didn't he go? What, he, he went go three, like, right? Oh, he went two or three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, I, I think know he that was really last time. Guy. That was last time he went quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. I believe, ah, right? right? And I, yeah, I was three, but I remember. Um, <laughs> I, I texted you this weekend because I was like, "Hey, do you see the similarity?" And the first guy I thought of was Colin Kaepernick and not necessarily um, maybe their stats or the system that they played in, because those are wildly different, but just the physicality, kind of the way they move. So I was looking up Colin Kaepernick's uh, combine numbers. So he measured in at uh, six foot four, which is the same height as Trey Lance at 233. So he's a little thicker. Uh, his 40 yard dash was four, five, three, which is about what we think Trey Lance would run. And, you know, 20-yard shuttle, 4.1, three-cone, 6.8. So a lot of the sort of speed, agility-type drills, yeah, Cap was a freak athlete, and we think kind of the same of Trey Lance. They both had a hose. I mean, Colin Kaepernick, especially in the NFL, is just ripping throws. Um, I think Trey Lance, just accuracy is a lot better than Colin Kaepernick's was coming out. Uh, that was something that I thought Cap had to work work on when he got to the NFL. And I think Trey Lance is just more developed or more refined from that standpoint, but they're both like these straight line runners. It feels like when they hit the hole, they're just like gone. And I kind of get those type vibes from both of them, but it's that I don't have like a, I don't have like an exact comp. That would be like a stylistic comp. 
Yeah. And what I would say is when you're talking about once they put their foot in the ground and just go, it's, it's RIP. Like you weren't catching cap and I didn't see anybody catching Lance either because yeah, that guy can move. And, and I would say Lance is even more powerful than cap because cap cap seemed like the guy that would, would rather just, you know, use his speed to outrun and use angles. Whereas Lance has no issue lowering his shoulder. Like he will do that to linebackers, DBs. And, you know, hopefully he's able, like that style of play doesn't come back to hurt him in the NFL. But at the same time, like he's going to be bigger than this, the number of guys, just the same size of the guys he's trying to do that to. So I wouldn't be too worried about that at all. Uh, it's fascinating to, to come up with comps because I've seen like guys that I respect, Matt Waldman of the RSPB compared him to Steve McNair. Uh, Dan Jeremiah did that on a conference call later on, which is nuts because if, if anybody's seen Aaron McNair, you don't want to talk about a rocket arm. He's the guy. Like, he made it look effortless throwing the ball 60 yards down the field. He could run a little bit, but, I mean, you would never confuse him as a guy who's going to take off for, you know, 50, 60 yards as we've seen Lance and Cap do. But I think it speaks volumes to a player when the his, his comps are, what, Josh Allen, Steve McNair, Donovan McNabb. We're talking about a special, special player here. So yeah, that uh yeah, I think he's going to be very good in the NFL. I I I I still go back to why it's so quiet on a player who has so much obvious talent in him. Like there, there's the accuracy issue, sure. We're also talking about a 19-year-old. There's going to be some types of issues. And when most of the issues are about he just needs to play more. Like he's not going to have the same type of anticipation as a four-year starter because he has not played for four years. What a take. Like I just I don't think there's there's much more to it than that. Uh, any other takes on Trey Lance before we get out of here? No, but I think, you know, at least among the 49ers fans, uh, general media, social media, whatever, the the constant comparison is Justin Fields and Trey Lance, right? I think it's pretty clear Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson are going one, two. I think Mac Jones is like the clear fifth wheel. And now you've got these two guys. Not buying it. <laughs> you've got these two guys in the middle, Justin Fields and Trey Lance, that are being pitted against each other. And you're trying to figure out who's better now and who has the higher ceiling. And and you obviously have the added benefit of Kyle Shanahan that both are going to get. And that's the debate. And we're nitpicking at the highest levels to see who's better, right? And I think the one thing that concerns me with Lance and obviously it's not his, he had no control over this, but you know, the schedule that he played at North Dakota state combine that with the fact that he's only thrown the ball 27 times in uh, fourth quarter. They rarely played in close games, if I remember correctly. And I I just wonder, because I've seen Justin Fields in this environment of close games, big time throws, uh, just games that really matter on like national stages where Trey Lance hasn't necessarily had that. And again, it's not his fault, but if we're nitpicking at the highest level, like that stuff really matters and just don't know how Trey Lance would perform. I would expect him to do well, but it's just kind of an unknown, right? It's, it's more of a projection that you're making. Right. So we have to talk about level of competition when we're talking about Trey Lance and that's, it's fair. Like you, you judge a quarterback based on, you know, what, who he's done. Like we saw who has done this against, we saw Justin Fields do it against Clemson, Alabama, and he went through adversity. We didn't see Trey Lance go through the same type of adversity, but to be fair at the same time, Jabril Cox was his teammate linebacker, Jabril Cox from North Dakota state transferred to LSU. And he was a two-time FCS all American went to LSU 
balled out and is now going to be a top 50 pick. So when we see these special athletes, I feel like that translate like that is more of a translation because obviously athleticism matters in athletics. And in Trey Lance's case, he has all the requisite traits and tools that is that are necessary for him to perform at a high level. So the seeing him execute as far as, you know, before the line, before the snap and seeing him execute as the defense evolves and knowing where to go with the football for me. And if we're talking about going back to strengths, Lance, knowing where to go with the football above all tells me that he's a ready to play and B will play at a high level, because if you don't know where to go with the ball and if you cannot see the field, you can't play. Lance can do all of those and can do them at a very high level, which, again, is why I think he's going to be a star, man. And and you mentioned pitting these guys against each other. We don't have to do that. We can talk about them and their traits, but we don't have to tear them down. And in Lance's case, like he could wind up being like the greatest consolation of all time because he is really that talented and he's really that good. And that that can you can say the same for uh, Wilson and Fields and even Mac Jones because he's going to be successful. So getting him wherever he goes after all these guys, like I just think that it doesn't always have to be tearing these guys down. And I will end it there. What do you got? Fair. I just didn't, I didn't mean it from like a negative standpoint in terms of no, guy, like, rest these guys or anything, but. If you're the Niners, right, and you get the pick between these guys, basically, at least that's what we think is going to happen, then you're going to have to, like, really nitpick through this stuff because it's hard. These guys are both extremely talented, and and they've both done great things at their respective colleges, and so you have to get down into, like, the nitty-gritty to figure out who you think is going to be better. So, um, yeah. That'll do it for us. Uh, Again, if Trey Lance is the pick – I won't be mad at all. I will be excited because I would I'd be encouraged to see Kyle Shanahan work with a rookie because I don't think he needs to sit at all. I think the best part for Lance would be especially going against a fast 49ers defense every day in training camp to get up to speed. Like that would be great for his development and sure there are going to be bumps and bruises as we go through the first half, even the first year of his rookie year, but I think just once he realizes what he can and can't get away with and even his nature like with the way he plays the game and I mentioned him not being able to pull the trigger that would work in Kyle Shanahan's favor as well because he's not going to make bad decisions he's not going to turn the ball over and that is not going to change as far as you know going from college to the NFL in my opinion anyway so follow us on Niners Nation follow me KP underscore show on the Twitter Akash where can we find you find me at Akash A-K-A-S-H-A-N-A-V on the Twitters as always please do rate, subscribe, and review to the podcast. Uh, we've got a wonderful network of different shows. And uh, yeah, please do rate, subscribe, review wherever you do listen to these podcasts. And with that, go Niners. Go Niners.